One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. <laughs> I'm Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I caught a little cold over the weekend, guys, so I am going to take the very hard backseat on this one and let Sadie tell you the story. Luckily, it's Sadie's day. Yay! And usually it's the opposite. I'm always the one that gets sick. Thank you to my children. Yes, I don't leave the house very much. I haven't gotten really sick at all since COVID, and I don't recommend it. I, <laughs> this isn't really cool. No. This is not cool at all. Luckily, it's not my day. It's Sadie's day. What kind of day are these people about to have, Sadie? Well, they are having a deli day. Thank you, Deli Mazingo, for putting this story together. It's going to make all of you feel crazy. Yeah, I already do. Sudafed plus deli story. Hooray. Hooray. It's just what the doctor ordered. This is the mysterious death of Rita Mays. Ugh. On September 6, 2016, 47-year-old Rita Mays was driving home to Great Falls, Montana after spending time in Helena visiting family. She stopped at a gas station at 10.24 a.m., put fuel in her car, and left. An hour later, she called her husband and told him she was leaving Helena. It should have been an hour and a half drive, but when Rita still hadn't arrived later that night... Her family called police at 8.24 p.m. and reported her missing. So an hour and a half drive, it should have taken her. It was almost 10 hours later. Uh-huh. She still wasn't home. Uh-huh. Two hours after that, so around 10.30 p.m., Rita's husband, Bob, got a call from Rita. <gasps> what? Normally, this would be a huge relief for a family worried about their loved one, but this was not the case for Bob. Uh-uh. Rita said she'd been kidnapped uh-uh. and she was calling from the trunk of her own car. Shut. Uh-uh. What year is this? 2016. Okay. So obviously she's got a phone in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yes. Relatively recently. She explained that she was attacked at a rest stop somewhere along Interstate 15 by a large man in a black hoodie. She described her attacker as a, quote, massive guy who is at least six feet, five inches tall She said she stopped at the rest area on her way home where the man hit her over the head with a rock and then forced her inside the trunk. Absolutely not, no. She wasn't sure where she was now, but had been in the car for hours. Rita's daughter, Rochelle, was with her dad when Rita made the call. 
and she then called the Helena Police Department to file a police report. Rochelle later told reporters, quote, every single thing my mom was saying to my dad, my dad was saying out loud, and I was telling the officer. Like the most fucked up game of phone Uh tag or Uh phone telephone telephone. Thank you. Yeah, no. Rochelle told the officer that her mom carried a pistol in her purse at all times and the family was concerned that the perpetrator would use it. It was a black nine millimeter Ruger handgun with a laser attached to the front. Wow. The Helena Police Department put out a bolo for Rita with a description of her and the car she was driving, which was a black Pontiac Grand Prix. Rita's family provided the police with Rita's phone number, and she was able to then speak directly with an officer. Wow. God, Mm. no. I hate this so much. So much. She's still alive, and maybe you can get her. No, I'm out. Goodbye. You're on your own. Sadie, you're on your own, (laughs) Deli. Everyone, (laughs) goodbye. Go to bed. Too stressed out. Time And I don't think it goes well, because this is what we do here, and Mm -hmm. oh, God. Yeah. Rita stayed on the phone talking to her husband and the police officer as the signal faded in and out. When the call dropped, the police officer called Rita's cell phone again. Rita answered and told the officer that the car was stopping. They then heard Rita scream at someone and a gunshot followed. (gasps) Rita continued screaming and told the officer that the male perpetrator had shot her. Oh, God. Another gunshot followed. After that... The call went completely silent and was disconnected soon after. Rita Mays was born on September 11th, 1968, and lived her life in Montana. She married her husband, Bob, and they had two children, a daughter, Rochelle, and a son, Michael. Rita and Bob were married for 26 years and lived together in Great Falls, Montana. At the time of Rita's death, she was a proud and loving grandmother with two grandchildren who lived in Germany while Michael, who was in the armed forces, was stationed there. Mm. Rita's daughter described her by saying, quote, she would give anything to anyone they asked for. She was totally selfless. In addition to raising her family, Rita worked as a teacher's aide, a crossing guard, and a cook at schools in the Great Falls area. Buddy, no. She was particularly loved by students at Morningside Elementary, where she worked from 2005 to 2009. The school's former principal said she, quote, had such a positive presence on students. His school employees were expected to connect with kids, quote, and really, Rita was the epitome of that. I could really trust that she was going to take care of the kids and build that trust. Now, as we move into the details of what happened to Rita, it's important to know that there are many unanswered questions in this case. So many. Oh, no. So many. I trust Ellie, and I know that she's a very good researcher, and I looked around, too, just hoping I would suddenly find all the answers, and spoiler alert, I did not. Uh The main source Ellie used was a 350-page unclassified zip file from the FBI. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> Good trust luck with it. That. That's probably, there are better resources. Did she try Daily Mail? Or did she try Daily Mail? <laughs> exactly. Did she Newsmax. Try Medium, or whatever it's called, a blog. The blog, yes. Page, page that pretends like it. Exactly. Did she check YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. Many pages in the report are heavily redacted, which adds to the unanswered questions. For those following along with your red string and timeline spreadsheets, multiple agencies are involved in the case, and so some of them reported in Mountain Standard Time, while others were in Pacific Standard Time. So just 
If that it alone seems... for me as an investigator, I'd be like, I'm out. I have to be disqualified <laughs> no, from this because I cannot I do that math. Right? I live well, at the verge. I'm in Central and I live five minutes from Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, no, thank you very much. No, absolutely not. So when we get into the details, the exact times differ depending on the source, which might be confusing. Got it. Okay, so let's jump back in. After Rita's call was dropped, police began tracing her phone and used it to track her movements through signals from local cell towers. Investigators managed to get the GPS coordinates within four hours of her family reporting her missing. And again, some of this is a little confusing. And so I think that they reported her missing and then two hours later she called them. And Uh so then I think it took two more hours after that for them to figure out where she was. Right. They learned that she was now more than 300 miles away in Spokane, Washington. Holy shit. Yeah. So she was supposed to be in Helena, ended up in Spokane. The Spokane Police Department was notified of the investigation and officers were dispatched to the GPS coordinates provided to them. When they arrived in the area, they found themselves in the middle of a wheat field. (sighs) They searched the area by vehicle and on foot, but found nothing. They asked radio dispatch to call her phone to see if they could hear it ringing, but no one could hear a thing. After wasting precious time, dispatch notified police that the GPS coordinates had been entered incorrectly. Oh, no. Rita's that would be me. I did it. A hundred percent. I switched yes. two of the numbers. I'm sorry, oh, guys. Me too. Rita's phone was in another location about 15 miles away. So investigators rushed off, hoping to find Rita alive. When they arrived, they found Rita's car in an industrial area near the Spokane International Airport. A small drop of blood was found on the curb near the car's front passenger bumper. They noted that the vehicle was still warm, but not hot. It was locked, and the keys were in the ignition. Rita's purse was lying on the passenger side floorboard. A pillow had been propped up against the rear passenger side door and a blanket was covering the entire back seat area of the car. It appeared that someone had been sleeping in the back seat at some point. The driver's seat was pushed back in a way that suggested a tall person had been the one to last drive. Knowing that Rita was likely in the trunk, officers decided to break the driver's side rear window and release the trunk. Inside, they found Rita Mays, dead from a single gunshot wound. She was lying on her back with two spent shell casings and a pistol lying next to her body. Based on the evidence available to authorities at the scene, they believed Rita's death was a homicide and that she had been killed after the car arrived in Spokane. There were no clear suspects, and authorities decided to work off the assumption that it was a random attack until evidence pointed them in a different direction. Uh-huh. God. Nope. I don't um, want to figure that out. No. no. A GoFundMe page was set up to help Rita's family pay for her funeral. The $10,000 donation goal was surpassed within two days. Wow. As of the time of writing this story, $18,897 has been raised, illustrating just how loved she was by her community. Mm-hmm. Rita's daughter, Rochelle, was interviewed on the day her mother was found, and she recounted her last phone call with her mom while she was inside the trunk. Uh-uh. 
God, I hate it so much. Ugh. Quote, she was really scared and I told her that I loved her and she told me that she loved me too and that was the last time I spoke to my mom. <sighs> Rochelle was in disbelief at what had happened, saying, quote, it makes no sense. They could have taken the car, could have taken money from her, and then they leave the car there and that's because this is an evil monster of a person. Yeah, what is the point? Why Why would you ever do that? No. You're not going to assault her or take her money or what? Like, Nothing. What? Why yeah. would you ever do that? Rita's family was heartbroken, not only for their loss, but because Rochelle was getting married in just nine months and now wouldn't have her mother there on her wedding day. She said, quote, we're going to be strong. I'm going to pick out my wedding dress with her in mind because that's what she would have wanted. Good. A candlelight vigil was held the following Saturday in Rita's honor, where attendants were asked not to wear black and to bring a candle and their memories of Rita. Mm. As the Spokane Police Department and Helena Police Department started working together to share information, the FBI was also called in to take over. They began working backwards to try and find records of her movements after she left Helena on the morning she went missing. Helena is just about 90 miles south of Great Falls and would normally take about an hour and a half to drive. Rita's route should have been a simple straight line going north, but instead it appeared as though she had been intercepted about halfway through her drive. She then took a hard turn and went northwest through all of Idaho and into Washington until she ended up in Spokane. Uh And for those of you either not familiar with the West Coast or not familiar with the United States, it's a huge, that's huge. The West Coast is so big. The states there are so big. There's a whole lot of nothing in that particular area. It's probably the most remote part of the country if if not the most remote part of the country just nothing forever and ever yep as they followed the trail of evidence left behind including debit card purchases fbi agents followed up with two gas stations where her card had been used to see if they could find any surveillance footage that would help them break the case at a station in kingston idaho which is more than four hours west of the rest stop where rita said she was Mm mm-hmm Surveillance footage showed a black mid-sized sedan, similar in appearance to Rita's car, pulling into the gas station. Unfortunately, the car was pointed away from the store, with the back of the vehicle facing the camera. The license plate numbers weren't clear enough to confirm that it was Rita's vehicle, but the footage showed some movement inside the car. Investigators couldn't see who was inside the vehicle or how many people were inside, They watched as someone got out of the car to fill up the tank, but the quality of the footage was so bad they couldn't even determine the gender of the driver. Oh no, get a better camera, guys. What are you even, what's a perp? What's the point? Right, people in Kingston, I don't, like, we don't care. I know. Yours sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Seriously. From what they could see, the person was wearing light gray baggy pants with a dark gray or black sweatshirt with a large logo on the back of it. The person faced various directions while pumping gas, but stayed next to the car. Based on what Rita was last seen wearing and the general shape and size of her body, investigators believed that it was possible Rita was the one pumping the gas. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. The FBI couldn't find any evidence that another person or car was traveling with Rita. Huh. Two motorcycles could be seen at the station during that time, but the motorcyclist didn't seem to pay any attention to Rita. If it was her, she never did anything to alert those nearby that she was in any trouble. 
Next, an FBI agent went to the Love's gas station in Ritzville, Washington, where the second purchase was made on Rita's debit card. But there were no cameras that pointed toward the gas pumps. People in Ritzville also don't care (laughs) about the gas pumps. Nope. The store clerk said nothing out of the ordinary stuck out. There was no one matching Rita's description seen on the surveillance footage. The investigator noted in his report that he attempted to look for her car in the background of the footage, but he wasn't able to make out any vehicles through the windows of the store. How frustrating. So bad. It's all so close and still so far. Mm-hmm. At this point, the crime scene in Spokane was being processed and numerous pieces of evidence were sent off for testing. The steering wheel, gear shift, and the blood found on the curb were swabbed. The firearm bullets and shell casings were collected. Hair fibers found on blankets and clothing inside the car were tested. Rita's car key, cell phone, and iPad were also collected. Uh And I think that's one of the most frustrating things about this is that there's so much. So much. That's what I mean. So close yet so far. There's just so many opportunities for her to still be alive or for them to figure this out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Nope. An autopsy was performed on Rita's body. Her fingernails were analyzed to determine if she had managed to scratch her attacker during the struggle. And a rape kit was performed to determine if Rita had been sexually assaulted. The medical examiner's preliminary report determined that Rita's cause of death was a single gunshot wound to the chest and abdomen, but her manner of death was noted to be, quote, pending an investigation. Within 24 hours of Rita's body being found, authorities started to change their tune. What? Why? Why? They no longer talked about a possible suspect, but started telling news sources that Uh they weren't ruling out any possibilities, including death by suicide. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. Come on. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. When one Spokane newspaper asked the sheriff if the public should question Rita's kidnapping, he responded, quote, yes, you should. No. After this, very little was shared publicly about Rita's case and would take nearly a year for the FBI to release their official conclusion as what they believed happened to Rita. Oh, my God. Their ruling? Rita Mays died by self-inflicted gunshot. Oh, my God. To the abdomen. Yeah. (sighs) Why do you guys do this to me, Deli? You are in the same bad bad (laughs) corner with Sadie. Time out. Time out. I know. What is this? Why why do you guys find these stories about, which are clear homicides and would be insane as suicides and then... Put me through this. Me, well, it's all about me. I know. And then we're going to get here into the details as, as to why they think this. And oh I think God. they might be right, Courtney. What? Yes. Why? Oh. I don't know why she would do it, but let's talk about what they found. Rita's full autopsy hasn't been released to the public, but despite telling her family that she'd been struck over the head and knocked unconscious, the medical examiner found no evidence that she suffered any head trauma. Really? Really. An analysis of fingerprints left behind on Rita's handgun, including its magazines and cartridges, found that there were no usable prints on the weapon. It's unclear if this means the prints were smudged or so faint that they were virtually undetectable or if they had been wiped clean. But the report states that, quote, this analysis failed to identify a possible suspect. Hmm. 
The FBI Labs report offers a disclaimer that, quote, due to a variety of factors, the recovery of fingerprints on items of evidence is not always successful. A lack of fingerprints on an item or the exclusion of a fingerprint from a given source does not necessarily mean that the given source did not come into contact with the item. Uh-huh. Basically, the FBI is saying that someone can touch an item and not always leave fingerprints behind. Sure. Ballistics testing concluded that Rita was killed with her own gun and the bullets and casings found inside the trunk were shot from Rita's gun. To make matters even more interesting, the report found no unknown DNA inside Rita's car or on her body, and the only DNA found on her handgun was her own. This week's episode is sponsored by one of our BFFs, Pros. Most of you have probably heard us sing the praises of pros. If you haven't, you haven't been listening because we love them and they're truly custom made to order hair care. Switching to a custom routine from pros was one of the best things we have done for our hair and the results just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. We started pros probably a year ago. Over, I think it was a year ago, November. So over a year ago. And one of the things that I've noticed is how my hair is healthier and shinier, especially in the winter. Yes. Using things like their hair oil, their hair mask. I've got a lot of hair. It's texture, curly, thick, and pros just keeps it going. Soft and smooth and shiny, and it smells amazing. It smells amazing. I also cannot believe that I am still using the products over a year later. (laughs) Right? Me too. And that includes my wife. My wife and I have been sharing these pros products when they showed up. It looks like a small amount, but a little goes a very long way. And I was shocked the other day when I thought back and thought, oh my God, it's been over a year and I still have product left. Also, I showered over at my sister, Sadie, who's here, Sadie's house. (laughs) Hello, hello. The other day, and I thought that the fragrance of my stuff, you couldn't improve upon it, and then I used hers, and I liked it even better. There you go. Can't go wrong. Uh, It's so good, you guys. It is so good. The texture, the smoothness, like Sadie said, the shininess, the length of time under which you can use it, you cannot go wrong. So Pros knows there is more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how we got started. It's Mm -hmm. so easy. They ask you everything too. Where do you live? Because environmental factors come into play. How often you go to the gym? What type of hair you have? Your eating habits, you name it, it's in there. And so it is very custom to who you are and what is going to work best on your hair versus just some sort of blanket product that works for everyone. And one of my favorite features is the Pros Review and Refine tool, which lets me tweak the formulas for any reason in case I change things like my address. I recently moved Mm -hmm. hair color, even if I've decided to eat different kinds of food. So as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. And if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take their products back, no questions asked. Like, come on, really? How, who does that? Nobody does that. So custom made to order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off and free shipping on every other subscription order after that. <laughs> I mean, it's like giving it away. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go to pros.com slash they will. That's P-R-O-S-E 
com slash they will for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Hair and fiber analysis also failed to identify any possible suspects. If it's true that she was abducted in Montana and then drove 300 miles to Spokane, Washington by her attacker and they stopped multiple times for gas, the DNA, you would assume, hair or something, they would find something in the car belonging to... Someone else. The suspect. Unless they're just some crazy sniper professional. (laughs) Right, but stealing, like abducting a 47-year-old lunch lady, essentially. Yeah. Authorities studied the trajectory of the bullet that killed Rita when a piece of wood flooring was lifted out of the trunk... The actual bullet was found in the spare tire well. Investigators used the bullet hole in the flooring and the impact mark made on the metal walls of the tire well to measure the trajectory of the bullet. They concluded that the shot that killed Rita was most likely fired from within the trunk, Mm. not from outside the car. Mm -hmm. Evidence showed that the shot was fired from the front of the trunk toward the rear of the trunk. Does that make sense? Closer to the seats inside the car than the... The, Going backwards. The latch of the trunk. Exactly. So this contradicts Rita's claim that someone shot her while they were outside of the car. So she said, I'm in the trunk. They opened the trunk and shot her. Right. If this had been true, the bullet would have moved in the opposite direction from the back of the car to where Rita had been closer to the back seat. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't the case. The bullet's trajectory suggested that it was shot by someone sitting inside the trunk, and the angle the bullet traveled suggested that the trunk was closed when the gun was fired. Investigators at the crime scene found two shell casings in the trunk near Rita's body, and two shots were heard on the call with 911. But only one bullet was found in the car, and Rita had only suffered one gunshot wound. So weird. When investigators searched a building next to Rita's car, they found the second bullet inside the building. Trajectory analysis from this bullet suggested that it was fired from someone sitting inside the trunk with the trunk open. Uh Because the shell casing was found inside the trunk, that's probably what happened. So they're suggesting that Rita was in the trunk with the door open, shot randomly, closed the trunk, shot herself. Right. Other practical details were also considered by investigators as they wrote their final report. An important piece of this puzzle was the fact that the car had an emergency release latch in the trunk. Given that every car manufactured in the United States after 2001 is required to have this feature, yep. it's hard to imagine that Rita, who died in 2016, wouldn't have known about this. Or found it, especially if she had her hands free enough to make phone calls to her family, then she would have been able to also feel around, find that latch pretty quickly, one would right. assume, and pull it right. and wait for a stop and jump out of the back. Yeah, and she yeah. wasn't tied up. Yeah. So her arms and legs were free. She also would have probably made the call a lot sooner if she had been in there untied mm-hmm. for 10 hours. You right. would assume that she would have. Right, unless she was unconscious for the most of the drive. Right. But right, right. there was no indication that she suffered head trauma. Right. It's also noted that, quote, Mays was in possession of the key fob to the vehicle, which mm. would have allowed her to activate the trunk release. Uh-huh implying that she would have had multiple ways to open the trunk and should have been able to do so at any point during her abduction. The FBI also considered details of Rita's phone call with police. 
Now, this is particularly frustrating because the two reports from the Helena Police Department detailing Rita's phone call are almost unreadable. But one of the reports from the dispatcher reads in part, quote, I could not hear any background or road noise while the officer was talking with Rita. I could hear what sounded like a truck or car door opening. Rita was screaming hysterically into the phone, begging for help. What sounded like a gunshot could be heard, and Rita said she had been shot. There was scuffling and more screaming in the background until a second shot was heard. There was some quieter breathing, moaning in the background, and then the line went silent. The FBI put a lot of emphasis on the fact that no background noises were heard while Rita was supposedly in the trunk while it was being driven. Mm Mm-hmm. And though it's not addressed by the FBI, many people in forums have questioned why Rita would call her family and not the police if she had actually been kidnapped. Uh It's possible that someone could call their family if they believed their life was in danger, maybe to seek comfort or to say goodbye. Right. It's hard to know what someone will do in traumatic life-threatening situations. Sometimes people don't think and their body just acts. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if viewing the case as an elaborate suicide, it could be argued that Rita did this so that the Helena Police Department would be notified rather than the Spokane Police Department. This would significantly delay the response time and make it seem plausible that a killer got away. So despite all of this, loads of information compiled by the FBI, there's still so many unanswered questions yeah like i've got probably seven thousand unanswered questions in my mind right now right yes aside from what was redacted in this case many questions are left unanswered whose blood was on the curb this doesn't seem to be addressed in the fbi's unclassified file if it was rita's blood how did it get there was it just random blood also, why was it redacted? What Do they have an explanation for why it's redacted? Yeah, Dali said that she thinks most of it was redacted at, because they were ruling out suspects. And so most of the, uh-huh. that information was just to protect Got people it. who were ruled out. Got it. But who knows? Right. Government cover-up. I mean, I was going to wait till the end to say it, but <laughs> there are two options here. Either Rita took her own life in a very upsetting and unsettling way, or Rita bummed out the wrong people and had the wrong bit of information, and they pulled this weird fucking cover-up of it. Right? Or yeah. aliens? I don't. Come on. <sighs> if it was like... Springfield, Illinois or something, I'd be like, no, she just is a weirdo and Mm -hmm. took her life in a weird way. But since it's the middle of nowhere in the West, then I'm like, yep, definitely government shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who knows what they're hiding out there? Who knows what she stumbled across? She's just like out doing whatever you do out in the wild, wild West. And next thing you know, she's found some incubator of Donald Trump bots (laughs) (laughs) just lining them up and spitting them out because that guy shouldn't we all know what he eats on a day day to day basis like how is he still trucking along like it's no no big deal incubator of Trump bots that's how Rita knew she knew too much and they took her out that's the only other explanation the only only explanation so these are some of the questions that Deli has yeah why was there a blanket and pillow in the back seat? Right. Was there security footage at the rest stop? Uh-huh. If there was, it's not mentioned in any of the reports. On the first day of the investigation, a few rest areas in the Wolf Creek area were closed off for a search, but it's unclear if it ever amounted to anything. 
weird. You'd assume not if it wasn't included. But you would also assume that they would include it to let you know that it didn't amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Considering that's where she was abducted. Right. Why was the driver's seat pulled back so far? Mm -hmm. Rita was only 5'6", so it's unlikely that she would have needed so much leg room to drive her vehicle. And if she did stage the scene, how likely is it that she would have remembered to include such a specific detail? Right. If I was going to do something like this, I think that is one detail I would remember to I was just going to say that too. And I'm sure if you, it's 2016, you have access to the internet. If you're Googling like how to stage your own suicide and you come across this, mm-hmm. that would be one detail I think that people would include mm-hmm. to throw you, throw them off the trail. So Deli also asks, how did Rita's phone call with the police end? Every report says that it eventually ended, but there's no details as to who hung up or if the call was dropped. Uh-huh. And how long did the dispatch stay on the phone with Rita after the final gunshot? Could something have been heard after the phone call ended that might change the outcome of the case? Mm-hmm. And of course, why? When the FBI's decision was released to the public, a spokeswoman was asked why Rita would go through so many hoops and take so many elaborate steps to stage her own murder. Yeah. The spokeswoman simply replied, quote, that's the big mystery. <laughs> Was she religious? Do we have any? Do I know anything about? I don't her? know. Yeah, because if know. she was like Catholic, that would make sense to me. Absolutely, I could see not wanting to put your family through the trauma. If you're a deeply religious person and not wanting your family thinking you were like abducted in this insane way, mm-hmm. would be better for them socially. In some instances, that would be the only reason I could see her sparing them, quote unquote, sparing them. Mm-hmm her suicide because otherwise that is a very horrible thing to do to your family to put them through all of that and make them think there's some random killer out there that took her life. Right. So the last time Rita's family was interviewed about her death was around 2017 and they at that point had refused to accept the FBI's conclusion. Good. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know how they feel about it now. So I don't want to say that they still refuse to accept it. They believe that she was murdered. Rita's daughter Rochelle said, quote, she did not hit herself, stuff herself in the trunk and drive all the way to Spokane and then shoot herself. Mm -hmm. I believe they shot her and left the gun and keys in there to make it look like she killed herself. Mm -hmm. Rita's cousin Leanne said that Rita was content with her life and free from financial concerns with her daughter's wedding expenses already paid up front in cash. She was planning her retirement with her husband. They planned to sell their house and build a cabin together, finally carving out time to live for themselves. She believes that Rita encountered an alleged killer at the rest stop. She insisted, quote, I feel like it's a sick game. If she had had cancer or a heart attack, that's a reason. But there's no reason for this. She was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we want answers. The only reason he would have done that is if he really needed a ride. But I feel like you just carjack her. Yeah, you just bump her on the head and then take the car. But at the same time, out there in the middle of nowhere at rest stops, that's a good place for a serial killer. And we all know that there's all kinds of people that get murdered at rest stops and truck stops. Would you take the risk to drive her 300 miles, stop multiple times, use her debit card, give her plenty of chances to escape out of the trunk just to then drive her to Spokane and kill her and leave everything there? Only if that was like fun for you. If you're like growing bored, 
of your serial killing and you needed to like spice it up maybe but maybe or you want to get caught like you want to stop doing what it is you're doing mm-hmm. or but then you somehow managed to not leave a single shred of dna evidence behind <laughs> i was gonna say i think the other option which you touched on briefly is that this is a really good killer and mm-hmm. he knew how to throw the evidence off enough to confuse even the FBI enough to rule it a suicide Mm -hmm. to put all these contradictory things in place to know how to keep your DNA and things off of surfaces to put the fob on her, maybe to disable the trunk latch and then re-enable it or something. That just seems, I mean, I don't know if things have happened, but yeah, it seems so elaborate. It seems as crazy as her taking her life that way. I think that those possibilities are equally crazy Mm -hmm. to me. That's a good point. Yeah. Because I also think a lot of the time people are blindsided by suicide. Maybe the Mm -hmm. majority of the time, I don't know statistics on that, but you do hear all the time when people are like, we had no idea. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously, That's if you often, did, you would have figured out how to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that is really common. Yeah. But I also think he, he, the family would have some idea of what she was capable of. That is. Yeah. I don't like it, I you know. guys. I don't like it. So, from an outside perspective, it's disheartening to know that the few answers we do have in this case point to Rita taking her own life. Yeah. If we just compare what was found at the scene to Rita's phone call, almost none of it can be corroborated. She wasn't hit in the head. She was seen, possibly seen, fueling her own car in Idaho after claiming she was kidnapped. No other people were observed traveling with her. No other voices were heard on the phone call with her. Nothing was taken from her purse or vehicle. She was shot with her own weapon and no DNA, hair fibers, or fingerprints were found that belonged to anyone other than Rita and her family. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's easy to see how Rita's family would not be able to accept that she died by suicide. And it's also easy to see how unanswered questions in this case could lead them to believe that she was murdered. But it's hard to say which is worse. Yeah. Believing that a person you loved had any desire to leave you all alone in this world, or believing that you'll never get justice from the person who took her. I agree. I agree. So what in the world <sighs> happened? That's a hard lose-lose. To Mrs. Rita Mays. I still, I don't know, man. I, my spidey senses say she didn't do it. And see, I think my spidey senses say that she did. <laughs> oh, what do you guys think? <laughs> what do you tell us? I mean, granted, let's not forget that I have a pretty severe head cold on medication after traveling and not sleeping for days yeah after not sleeping and hanging out with our family and it was lovely but yeah it took a bit out of me so (laughs) i should not be the one i should not be the final call on this very complicated and heartbreaking case that is for sure but i don't know i just don't something my gut doesn't like it I got into, okay, so here's my hot source. I got on a Reddit thread. Uh Uh (laughs) And they were going through possible reasons why she would do it. And I just, again, like you were saying, there isn't always a real concrete reason why people decide to take their life, their own life. It could have been insurance money. Yep. But part of my frustration with the case is the lack of background on family dynamics. Yep. Her mental health. Yep. My curiosity would like to know more about that. Yeah. 
worth other things happening. Because I think we're good at hiding the troubles and marital problems, maybe, or whatever could yeah. be happening for her. Yeah. But based on the little bit that I do know about her, the thought of her missing her daughter's yeah. wedding coming up so soon, that's the one thing that kind of sticks with me as to why she, I would think she didn't take her own life. Especially... If we're assuming if, if she did take her own life, the reason she would make this elaborate cover-up of that fact would be to protect her family from something. But then, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what you just said. But then her daughter is getting married in nine months, and she's just going to derail all of it. That would just make her a narcissist. But it sounds mm-hmm. like her family really loved her and doesn't believe that she tried to kill herself, and she'd taken good care of them, and she'd paid for her daughter's wedding in cash up front, and it was all paid for, and... She was crossing guard. She was a lunch lady. Mm. Nothing about this indicates to me that she was selfish or unhinged. And again, we don't know anything about her really, but the things that we do have just doesn't feel to me like there was any reason for her to do that. And there were tons of reasons for her to not do that. So my spidey senses say it was a cover up for something or it was just a really good killer which isn't outside of the realm of possibility. If that's who you are and that's what you've done a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. that you could wear a hairnet, wear gloves, knock this woman out, drive her around all willy-nilly, have this weird chase and do whatever. You need to go to Spokane, so you're like, well, I'm just going to steal a car and take a joyride with a lady in the trunk and then stage it all to look like she did it to herself. And that is probably really fun for somebody who's sadistic Mm -hmm. enough to do something like that. And then watch from afar as she gets blamed for her own suicide. I think that if I was a serial killer, that would be a blast for me. (laughs) So fucked up. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Somebody on the Reddit thread said maybe Munchausen's. And she didn't expect to die necessarily. She wanted attention. Right. Which maybe. But that seems very elaborate. If that was the motivation in my mind, if I was going just looking for attention, I would have stayed closer to home. Yeah. I would have made sure that they could find me quicker. Absolutely. And you would have shot yourself in the leg or you Mm. would not shoot yourself in the fucking abdomen. No. Everybody knows that that's like the number one worst way to die. It is a slower way to die generally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Shoot yourself in the thigh or so. Yeah. Like Mm-hmm. maybe Munchausen's but again if the family maybe they couldn't see the fact that she was had crazy Munchausen's but yeah without her medical history or anything like that but with her family standing by her continuing to stand by her I would imagine that an adult child of somebody who had Munchausen's would have been able to identify that in mm-hmm. about like, oh yeah there. totally this was a attention yeah. Seeking behavior gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, yeah, you know, looking back, our mother it was in the hospital a lot, or you know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. God, I, I need know. all the information. It's reminiscent of the Colonel Philip Shue. Yes. Or yeah. Terrence Yakey. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that something similar happened to poor Rita, and I hate it. And I feel like there is so much information that's left out that I would love to have access to. Same. Good job, uh, Deli. Good lord, yeah, man. man. Next You're time tired. I need to uh we need like a safe backup for when I have a head cold and <laughs> <laughs> if, I could, if I'm gonna need to wrap my mind around some things. Get your get your mind off of the inability to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, in a way, it made me focus harder because I'm like, all right, push through, push through, listen to the details. You can do it. Uh, every time I threaten to fire Deli, and then I immediately feel like I have to say, I'm just kidding. I'm worried she's going to hear this and be like, oh, okay. I've, I've been fired. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <everyone. laughs> please don't, please don't leave us, Deli. Please don't leave us. Please, please. Yeah, that was a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Sucky story. So sucky. So sucky. Wish it's a, going on the list of please tell me what, what happened when I die. I want to know. About me too. One. Yeah, very much big time. And I'm so sorry for her family that has so to like endure sorry. that. Because either option fucking sucks. Yes. I'm yes. so sorry. And to not have it investigated further and just be like, yep, she definitely did it to herself. Case closed. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's not open and shut. So strange. Well, there you go. There you go, everyone. Everybody. Please tell us what you think happened yeah what are you guys team she did it team it was a weird cover-up team really good serial killer yeah or another team there because either i'm open to other teams and i'm open to being influenced by all of your opinions too absolutely god yeah well, what do you feel like, Court? Um, definitely can't do shouty-outies. Yeah, I was going to do some shouty-outies. I'm going to try and power through and just see what happens and just like and see if it was like weird cold medicine version. But I think that's probably a bad idea. And we did promise you extra this week, but I definitely did not anticipate getting sick because I oh, really haven't been sick since COVID because I don't leave my house very much anymore. Yeah, I just sit around that. and write creepy stories about true things and fake things. Um but I can definitely do some name time. Great. I have also been calling Deli Del- Delanor Roosevelt in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, FYI, Deli. I like I told, that. Right? I haven't told her yes. that one yet. Because we've also, what do you call her? Delaware. Delaware. But Delanor yeah. Roosevelt is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't want to be compared to the, the late, great Eleanor Roosevelt? <laughs> Well, not everybody, but probably Deli. All right, let me give you some name time. Let me give you some voice cracking, tally wagon name times. Okay, I got a million people sent me the col- college basketball. Not to be outshined by college football. We got some doozies in the college basketball leagues as well. <laughs> Starting with always right. Yes. A million bugs. <laughs> How is that spelled? A M I L L I O N B U G G S. A million bugs. Wow. Legend Geeter. (laughs) Rocket Watts. Oh my God. Yeah. Tennessee Rainwater. (laughs) Po Boy King. Oh. I know. Dick Bender. Jizzle James, Supreme <laughs> Cook, Chris Cross, George Washington II, which <laughs> <laughs> Churchill Bounds, <laughs> Connor Dubsky. Oh, this one, Guy Fauntleroy. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, Guy Fauntleroy. I'm going to marry you. Yes. <laughs> Tony, Tony. <laughs> Boo, Booey. 
Aww. And last but not least on that list, I have more names in general. Wooga Poplar. <laughs> Holden <Aww>. Butts. <laughs> Commodore Gary Doodlesack. <laughs> Gay Sailor. <laughs> Realtor Evelyn Sackrider. <laughs> It's a never ending. It's so good. There's more. Uh, someone's like, I can't believe I never realized this until now, but somebody in their home na- hometown named Harry Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Wacker. Um, this, I might, we might've found this one, but it came back around. There's a train called Dick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had some boats. Maybe yes. Dick my butt, but yes. yes. Yeah. Dick my butt. You know, that sweet sweetheart on TikTok that waits for the trains, the British kid yes. who waits for the trains and yes. freaks out. Oh God. It was, it was a video with him in it, which oh I will never pass up a video with him in it. The train was named Dick my butt. <laughs> Senator Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> um dick tips is a celebrity around in terrell hills which i don't know where terrell hills is but he goes all out at christmas and his name is dick tips yes <laughs> oh sadie and i were in connecticut this weekend was where which is where i caught a cold thanks for nothing connecticut <laughs> just kidding connecticut was wonderful yeah I so many creeks and mills and well, anyway, stones. Yeah, so many stones. Moodus, Connecticut. Moodus. And a listener from Europe said that Jim Jam, <laughs> the Jim Jam saga continues, <sighs> is a European, African, Asian kids channel. Oh, also. I saw that. I forgot yeah. about it, and yeah. now I remember about it. Yeah. So the Jim Jam is, it's, uh, it's international. Jim Jam oh is international. It's oh. not just some weird MAGA lover with a band <laughs> in central Indiana. It's also a children's channel <laughs> in multiple continents. <laughs> oh, and our dear Deli, who is fired. Fired Deli. Uh, also went on a Jim Jam like treasure hunt of facts and true uh, valentines yes so we'll just release the valentines maybe we'll give it to our patreons all of our patreons can get a jim jam valentine because it's amazing (laughs) speaking of name times i should have said this at the top but if you are not aware of what name time is it started when i brought a woman named cindy pancake into an episode uh, the charlotte grabby episode from a million billion years ago and this woman was like a neighbor or friend of, of Charlotte and said something sort of inconsequential in the interview on like forensic files or wherever I saw the case first. But I loved her name so much that I worked it into the episode and then it just spurred all, all kinds of people sending in cute, adorable, amazing names. Well, last night I landed on my flight back from Connecticut and get an Instagram DM from a person in Illinois who was at a wine and canvas with the Cindy Pancake. How? The How? OG Cindy Pancake. Oh, oh, I, oh, I got I'm dizzy. so jealous. I, I, did, got, like, I got chills. Corey yes. sent, sent me a screenshot of the convo and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to have so many chills. Yes. And I was like, please, if you have the courage, which I, it would, that is a very strange thing to go up to a stranger who's in her probably seventies at this point, maybe older and be like, so (laughs) (laughs) thousands and thousands of people around the world know who you are and worship your name. 
God. And it has spurred a whole phenomenon of people sending in these names and bringing joy to all of our hearts and souls. So I asked her if she could please do that, if she had the courage, because no pressure. I don't know if I could do that. And I have not gotten a report back. So I don't know if if of contact was made. But I do appreciate being... (laughs) Her letting us know. I was like, how do you know? And she's like, yeah, my grandma knows her. I was like, oh, there's Cindy Pancake. <laughs> what? Grandma just casually dropping Cindy Pancake? And she had messaged us before, yes. too, to say, hey, there's a Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And it's a pancake family. Yeah. And we live in the area. And so it was like totally bona fide Cindy Pancake. Yeah, They know. And it, oh, what? What? I know. What? Just that, that people live in the same town and like work with Cindy Pancake and know Cindy Pancake. And we just had a brush with celebrity, a brush with greatness. We came yeah. so close to making contact. So thank you for reaching out. And uh, Seriously. Before we say goodbye, I also have a couple names. <gasps> wow, look at you. I know, just two. Uh, Our dear best BFF Cassie sent me a photo of the Terry Berry Library. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. I need the Terry Berry library in my house. Yes. I need to just say that those words over and over and over. Say it. It feels good. Terry Berry Library. (laughs) And then we also had a listener reach out. She said that her cousin used to date a guy named Dick Dance. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Richard Dance chose to be known as Dick Dance as a young guy. Oh he is in our wedding photos. Unfortunately, they broke up, so our kiddos do not have an Uncle Dickie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. No matter what, you got to stay with a man named Dick Dance. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, those are so good. Terry Berry Library. You're all our Terry Berry Libraries. <laughs> Let's let Courtney go take some uh, yeah. cold meds. I need to go and... climb under the covers and take a moment so that we can come back swinging next week. And I do, I promise, extra shouty-outies. But in the meantime, if you want to get more episodes, like 170-something more episodes, especially during your holiday travel, if you need a reason, if you need a, a bunch of t- airtime podcast, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what am I trying to say? There is hundreds of hours. Yes. Hundreds of hours more of this over there. God. So for as little as five dollars a month, you can go over there and you are set for your holiday road trips. Uh-huh. I also would encourage you to go to our social media, which is Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You should definitely tell your friends about us. Please do. Rate and review and subscribe to us if you have not already. Yes, it really helps us. Oh, and AJ Bergantz, <sighs> Louise, Louise, Courtney, and I just got to hang out with your adorable twins. And him to- and AJ. I know, but who cares about him? No, I'm just kidding. The whole family is yep. freaking adorable. Yes. I am heartbroken to not be with you all right Same. now. You know, like legitimately heartbroken. <laughs> it was really, 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 really fun and really special. And the twins are beyond, beyond. 
They are magical. They are physically probably the cutest children I've ever seen. That is not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, they are so funny and so smart and so kind and so sweet. And yeah, I am shattered by their presence and I miss them. And AJ and his beautiful wife, Sandra. It was so much fun. Yep. And Uh, so, hey, thanks for your music, I guess, but mostly thank you for your children. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I did let the twins know that they were going to be subpoenaed and sued for the cuteness because it's far too much and the world can't handle it. So, lawsuits back on, suckers. Um, And remember... Oh, God. uh, Get your COVID booster. And I don't think I have COVID, but maybe... And, um, yeah, travel safe because the colds are out there and they are coming out in force and that's not too cool, but it, you'll be okay. Yep. Get better, Court. Thanks. Some I will. Pedialyte. Another know. day or two, I'll be just fine. But thank you for hanging in there while I try, try and fail <laughs> once again. <laughs> we love you guys. We love you so much. Thank you for being here and we'll see you again real soon. See you real soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.